Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, located in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application for our lives. With that in mind... man or woman who was already declared righteous lives differently. Why? They persevere by faith in the power of God. We come to Christ energized by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God through faith and trust, but that is the same thing that enables us to walk righteously, to live right before God daily by faith. If you are a person of faith, you know that in living out your faith, good behavior is important. But did you know that in salvation, faith and good behavior are two roads that never meet? This is an extremely important theological concept that most people have mixed up, as they have taken the way God wants us to live and mixed it up with the way God saves us. We are saved or forgiven of our sins first. Then, out of that salvation and forgiveness, we live for God. If that sounds confusing or you want to learn more, follow along as Pastor Jim teaches on Galatians chapter 3. Verse 11. But that no one, that would be how many people? That would be no one. But that no one is justified by the law. But that no one will stand right before God because of the law. No one will stand right before God because they're a good person. No one will stand right before God because of their works. Now, remember, later in the chapter, he's going to tell us how to walk in the Spirit and how to live that we have been, once we've been declared justified because we put our trust in God, he's going to tell us how to live right before God. It doesn't matter how we live. But first, we have to be justified by faith, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for, and he quotes uh, Habakkuk 2.4 or Habakkuk, however you want to say his name. Uh, Just remember, when you meet him in heaven, he's going to want to know you read his book, so make sure you read his book. (laughs) You're going to have to avoid him all that time in heaven. You're like, oh, here comes Hab. (laughs) I got to get out of here. And he quotes Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by faith. Now, many people believe that it's this verse right here that started the Protestant Reformation. That when, that when Martin Luther read this verse and he had read Habakkuk, that it all came together for him that he realized that, that, that we were justified not by the works of the law. Big in his day was the selling of indulgences. And he was like, no, none of this stuff is true. That's not what the word of God says. So if we cannot be saved, if we cannot be blessed by the law, remember to be blessed is not to get a new car. That is a blessed thing. But to be blessed is to be right with God. If we cannot be right with God based upon the law, based upon how we live, what do we do? 
He tells us right here, the just shall live by faith. Now, this is very simple, what we're about to talk about, but it will, it will wound our pride until we get onto the other side of what we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, when you talk about being saved by being a good person, when you talk about being saved by good works, who does that all count on? Counts on you. When you talk about being saved by faith, that counts on who? That counts on Christ. That counts on God. The problem is, is that God does not allow a combination. There's no combo plan. It's one or the other. He says, no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by behavior. No, the just shall live by faith. Old illustration of this. I lived uh, on a, a shore town, beach town in Long Island, so I'm very familiar with this, and this has happened many a time to many a, a young boating person. You're at the dock, and you have one foot on the dock and one foot on the boat, and the boat starts to pull away <laughs> or drift away because you undid the ropes and you weren't paying attention. You have to make a choice. You have to decide whether you're going to be on the boat or on the dock. And God says the same thing. You're going to have to decide whether you want to meet me based upon how you lived. And he says right here, no one will be justified by the law in the sight of God. Or do you want the just shall live by faith? Do you want to be left on the dock or do you want to be in the boat with Jesus? In Habakkuk's day, it went down like this. The people of God were in a mess. It was bad. It was shortly before the Babylonian invasion. Remember we talked about that in Isaiah? And so he's talking to God. And he's like, these people are messed up, God. I mean, like hardly anybody wants to live for you. They're sinning like crazy. This is really awful, God. What, what, are you going to, what are you going to do about this? And so the Lord says, all right, here's the plan. I'm going to send the Babylonians, and they are going to come with my discipline. So, 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 so what's happening? The judgment of God is coming on the unrighteous people of Judah. Now, Habakkuk is like, you got to be kidding me. I know we're unrighteous, but the Babylonians? It's like they're way worse than we are. God says, well, I know that, but you people are unrighteous, and you're going to be judged. And after the Babylonians judge you, I'm going to judge them too, because I'm a holy God. And I judge the unrighteous. And the Lord tells Habakkuk, but you don't have to worry when judgment comes. Why? Because the just shall live by faith. What, what is he saying? He's saying, listen, and I think this is a picture of what the gospel is, is that, is that salvation comes 
to those who trust when judgment is coming. So judgment is coming upon this world. And God says salvation will be given to those who trust. So, so it's like we, we, we look at the cross and there is the judgment of God. Isaiah said, look and live. The verse that saved, uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon got saved on. Some guy just read it over and over again. And, and he looked and he lived. And so God is saying, when you look at the cross, look at the judgment, and the just shall survive the judgment. How? By faith. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, the apostle Paul says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek, the non-Jew. Verse 17, considered by many to be the theme verse of the book of Romans, for in it the righteousness of God, in what? In the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, I'm guessing the Apostle Paul often used this text in Habakkuk to teach the gospel and gospel living. So let's take a little closer look. Habakkuk Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 says this. For the vision, that would be God's plan, is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. So are things in your life maybe a little crazy right now? Are you you waiting for the promises of God? What does God say? Though it tarries, wait for it. Though it is slow, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Um. Yet verse 4 anticipates there will be a certain amount of people that are proud, that do not like God's plan, will not wait for God's timing, will not trust in what he or she cannot see. Like we said last week, they believe in God, but they don't believe God in his plan So they will try to do it all by human effort without the Lord, like the Babylonians. Jesus talked about them this past Sunday, that they were going to end up in Hades. They thought they were going straight up to heaven. And look what Habakkuk 2, 4 says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him. Another version says, his soul is not right within him. But, contrast, different than those whose souls are not right, the just shall live by his faith. The idea is the just shall live continuously by his faith. So what is the Lord telling Habakkuk? Yes, my people are wicked. They are going to be judged But even in the midst of all of that, 
all of the difficulties that you and I have, the just, the righteous, those who are walking with the Lord will continually live by faith in God. So this is so important for any follower of Jesus to remember. We come to God by faith, not works. And we talked about this last week. We walk with God by faith, led of the Spirit. We'll find out later in Galatians. We walk by faith, not by works. The order is so important. The man or woman who is already declared righteous lives differently. Why? They persevere by faith in the power of God. We come to Christ energized by the Holy Spirit and the word of God through faith and trust, but that is the same thing that enables us to walk righteously, to live right, before God daily by faith. So the apostle's point is that the source of the maintenance and the growth in the faith is the same as the source of salvation. Yet, we still have a responsibility to pursue our own sanctification and to live for Christ. What has changed now We want to. Before, we wanted to live for ourselves. Now, something has changed. We're going to get the gift of the Holy Spirit. We'll touch a little bit on it tonight. Hebrews 12, 14 says this, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So we are to pursue holiness. We are to go after it, although it is empowered by the Spirit of God. Now, here's the objection. You can just picture the people sitting in the audience who don't like the Apostle Paul listening to this going, all right, I got him now. If I'm justified by faith and true faith obeys, then my works must play a part in my justification. We have their objection. Some of you are saying you're disagreeing with their objection. I'm just telling you what that, how they're thinking based upon what the Apostle Paul says. See, when you read the Bible, sometimes when you're going slow, you got to say, why would he say that? Because he knows what some people are thinking. All good preachers anticipate the objections. You know how I say to you, now you're saying to me, Pastor Jim, that can't possibly be. I'm anticipating the objections. That doesn't mean I'm a good preacher. It means I've listened to good preachers. So the objection, if I'm justified by faith and true faith obeys, then my works must play a part in my justification. He says, verse 12, yet the law is not of faith, but, and then he quotes Leviticus 18.5 from the law of Moses, the man who does them shall live by them. What What is Leviticus 18 about? You can actually get to heaven if you can keep the law perfectly. You really can't do that. Do you know that? <laughs> Plus, you won't. Where are you going to get your righteousness from? Even if you. <laughs> and and so and so he's saying, you know what? I, I get your I get your I get your objection. You're thinking that your works play a part in your justification. But Moses told us in Leviticus 18 
that they only play a part in your justification if you're totally perfect. Now, let's, let's lay down something very important for the, our church. I haven't talked about this in a long, long time. We should try to do everything we do here with excellence because we reflect God. That's why it's important. However someone is serving, they're doing it to the best of their ability uh, because of they're grateful for what God has done for them and they want to you know, just share the love of Christ with others and help others and stuff like that. So we want to do it with excellence, but we're not going to stress over perfection. We're not going to stress over perfection because none of us are perfect. Now, there's some people say you have to serve like Jesus in perfection because Jesus was perfect. To my answer is, you're not Jesus. You're not. I stole that from Pam. I asked Pam to call me Lord, and she declined. <laughs> I said, Sarah called Abraham Lord, and she said, you're no Abraham. <laughs> so so we're, not, we're not going to be perfect. But excellence is a good thing to shoot for. And when we fall short, you know what? That's okay. Do we got that? We understand that? Spread that gospel on Sundays to your fellow servants. The law is good. It instructs us to respond to the Lord in love and gratitude. And when we obey the law, when we do the right thing, that is good. So it's important to see there is no conflict between faith and good behavior. <laughs> Not, none at all. But in salvation, they are two roads that never meet. In living the Christian life, in sanctification, okay, we want to, we want to have our faith and our good works. They, they walk together. We're doing our good works in faith. But in salvation, they're the parkway and the turnpike. And, and they, don't, they don't, I mean, I, you're going to say, I know they cross down by in Woodbridge. Well, we don't go down there. So, <laughs> and This is where the false teachers are confused. They have confused the way to live with the way to be saved. We are saved by grace through faith unto good works, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. So we are, we are justified. We walk with God. We walk in the newness of life. We live, we follow the Spirit of God. We walk with Jesus, and the way we live changes. That's sanctification, but that is not the way we're saved. They're confused. We must understand that there's a grave danger in this that good works plays no part in our salvation. Romans 11.6, he says this, Apostle Paul, and if by grace, then it is no longer of works, otherwise grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace, otherwise work is no longer work. So what's he saying? Once you bring good works into salvation, what have you done with grace? You've tossed it out. And once we toss out grace, we are now under the law and we must be perfect. And if you're not perfect, you're under the curse of the law. 
<laughs> Notice the Apostle Paul has absolutely no problem telling good people they're not going to heaven. <laughs> he has no problem with that at all. He used the law to convict people of their sin. He had no problem reminding unbelieving people, false teachers, deceived Christians, and followers of Jesus of their sinful human weaknesses. And so what we do for the Lord is either one of two things. It is either dead works, dead means nothing, or it is Holy Spirit-empowered, grace-motivated acts of obedience and gratitude to the one who gave his perfect life for us all. Now, here's the problem for people when they serve the Lord out of gratitude or they think they are, and then something bad happens. You see, when you're serving God and something bad happens... I talked about this if you were here at our marriage night. I said something really bad happened that was outside of our family to our family. And, and, and I was like, Lord, I came up here to serve you. Is this what I get? And in that moment, I realized I was a moralist. And I repented before God. So here's how you know, really, whether you are someone who's really trusting in God or, or you are more of a moralist or a legalist than you think you are. A moralist is someone who is well-behaved. And they expect, because they're well-behaved, that everything is going to go right in their life. That's not in the Bible. The perfect one got crucified. Hint. I'm convinced this is why the church right now is so incredibly lukewarm in America. Because we had that big recession and so many of the moralists said to God, I served, I gave, I did this, I did that, and this is what I get, a pink slip, a portfolio plunge. Those people who, a lot of people we know, that, that some of you who, who you were intending to retire on high interest rates, and now a high interest rate is 1%. <laughs> but see, the moralist says, is this what I get? Or the other extreme of the moralist says this, I guess I'm just a bad Christian. I guess it's just not enough. I must have done something wrong. And God is just so peeved with me. This is what happens to me. No, 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 no. The just shall live by faith. When the bad stuff happens... The just shall live by faith. When the Babylonians come with their pink slips, with their repos, with their bad health, with their rebellious kids, with their death in the family, whenever, whatever the Babylonians come with, what did Habakkuk say? And Paul quote in Romans, the just shall live by faith. So what does it mean to live by faith when all that happens? It means you say to the Lord, listen, Lord, I have no idea why this is happening right now. I felt like I did everything right. And then this happened. But I'm going to trust you. 
I'm, I'm not going to waver on this. I may, but I'm, overall, my life is going to trust you. You've carried me this far. You have saved my soul. I'm going to stick with you because I know the just shall live by faith. You've been listening to Changed by Love, the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Dover, New Jersey. Our hope and prayer is that all of our listeners would grow into committed followers of Jesus Christ. And we're overjoyed to play whatever role we can in helping you mature in your faith. Would you like to know more about us? Maybe you'd like to pass this message on to a friend or family member. If so, go to our website at www.changedbyloveradio.com. Maybe you have a question or need some guidance. We don't want to replace your pastor, but we are here to help. It's so easy to contact us. All you have to do is call, click, or write. Our phone number is 973-659-3380. That's 973-659-3380. Our email address is info at changedbyloveradio.com. And our mailing address is changedbylove, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. Once again, that is Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. You may be surprised to know how excited Pastor Jim and the Changed by Love radio team are to hear from you. In fact, it's common for Pastor Jim to pass on your encouragement to the congregation here in New Jersey, since we consider all our listeners part of our family. That's all the time we have for today. Our sincere hope and desire is that you will join us again next time on this radio station as we continue teaching the Word of the Lord. We here at Change by Love pray God's best to each and every one of you today. Until next time.